0: Investors are on the edge of their seats, waiting for the latest scoop on the US inflation data to take a fresh direction in both stock and Marcus. the US dollar index remains offered into the data. The US political risks are obviously casting shadows, and there is also a growing chorus of opinions out there playing the guessing game on when and how much the Federal Reserve might trim the interest rates next year. So, welcome. This is Swiss Coats daily market talk. So overall, stocks in Europe kicked off the week on a positive note, but appetite for their American peers across the Atlantic Ocean remained contained, and the major U.S. indices were actually slightly lower at Monday's trading session as investors well actually chose to stay on the sidelines yesterday before the all-important U.S. inflation data due later today. So the S&P 500 consolidated after a seven and a half percent rally since the end of October, while the Nasdaq 100 is 0.30% yesterday following an almost 10% rally since the end of last month. The US 10-year yield, on the other hand, steadied a touch above the 4.60% level. Now, everyone is obviously holding his or her breath and is praying that the US inflation further eased in October. And according to the consensus of analyst estimates on a Bloomberg survey, while the US inflation may have slowed to 3.3% last month, down from 3.7% printed a month earlier, core inflation, on the other hand, is seen unchanged at the 4.1% level now the waning supply chain disruptions around the world, the loosening jobs market in the US, a further fall in the US gasoline prices, and also that expectation of a decline in the US rents are among the major, major factors that could help inflation ease in the US after a more than one and a half year of aggressive monetary policy tightening from the Federal Reserve, of course. But, but unfortunately, not all indicators for inflation are in green. An uptick in health insurance costs, for example, is said to be giving a slight boost to October inflation figures, if that's the case, and the latest US consumer survey that was released last Friday, remember, actually showed that the US consumers do expect inflation to climb at an annual rate of 3.2% over the next five to 10 years so that's obviously no good news as inflation expectations are believed to be self fulfilling as obviously when people expect inflation to go higher or to remain high they do negotiate higher salaries for example and that whole thing makes inflation numbers or the inflation become structural rather than transitory even more so if the jobs market remains strong. Now the good news in all this is the professional forecasters so basically the economists out there they see inflation fall to 25 Percent in the next five years and down to 2.2 percent in the next five to ten years period. And the bond prices also imply a CPI of 2.36 percent in the period of five to ten years from now. So we can't wait today's figures to fall in and to give us some more clarity on, well, not the five to ten years expectations, but the past years. Price dynamics at least. Now, of course, the reasoning is the good old reasoning when it comes to the anticipated market reaction to today's CPI release. An inflation read in line with market expectations or ideally softer than expected should actually give a further support to the Federal Reserve dose, cement the idea that the Federal Reserve is done hiking the interest rates and also boost the interest rate cut. Expectations for the US, while on the other hand, a read above expectations should bring some Fed hogs back to the market and increase the best of an interest rate hike in the FOMC's December meeting. For now, though, keep in mind that activity on Fed funds futures gives around 85% chance for a no rate hike in the Fed's December meeting. And the numbers, the inflation numbers, should look very, very bad indeed to reverse that expectation. But anyway, you know what? What investors are interested in right now is not whether the Federal Reserve will hike the interest rates one more time or they won't, because the market is actually convinced that the Fed won't hike the interest rates no matter how hard Mr. Jerome Powell and some of his colleagues actually try to explain to the market that more tightening may be needed in the US. Instead of that, what everyone is trying to figure out, right right now is, when will the Federal Reserve start cutting the interest rates in the US and by how much it will be cutting the interest rates next year. And the opinions are very very divergent on the matter, I can tell you. Because Goldman Sachs for example, whose best are the closest to the market pricing, well doesn't expect an interest rate cut from the Federal Reserve until this time next year. So they actually seem to be buying the Federal Reserve's higher for longer interest rates narrative. But that's not the case for everyone because Morgan Stanley on the other hand actually says that they expect. Expect two. Two deep interest rate cuts in the US next year and the first one starting from June, then one in September, and then every FOMC meeting from the fourth quarter onward. While the UBS Investment Bank sees the Federal Reserve announcing its first interest rate cut as early as in March next year and they expect the Fed to lower the interest rates by 275 basis points throughout next year. So the market will either hang in there with the Federal Reserve and Goldman Sachs and reasonably enthusiastic about the Fed's rate cut plans even though the Fed says that it won't be cutting the interest rates or they will go crazy happy about the end of the tightening cycle and rush direct to bonds and stocks. So the reality is certainly in between though. if inflation continues to ease and if the U.S. jobs market and the U.S. economy starts slowing, which is our Base case scenario, mind you, for the next 12 months, well then the Federal Reserve should start lowering the interest rates in the US. But but given how reactive or unreactive the Fed has been to mounting inflation two years ago, I expect actually to see a resilience at the heart of the Federal Reserve to cut the raise and an envy to keep those rates high for long, as they say they will do, in which case the rate cuts in the US shouldn't start before September next year. But, but but then, when they start loosening the financial conditions, it should go rapidly. So what does that mean for the US markets? Well, the US 2-year yield should hover around the 5% mark. The US 10-year yield will likely remain appetizing approaching the 5% psychological level and could hardly go above this level to 6%, for example, unless, unless there is an economic shock or a political turmoil or a potential rating downgrade in the US for example the stocks on the other hand will react to the yields as they always do the lower the yields the higher the stock valuations and in the same way the higher the yields the lower the stock valuations but but you still don't forget that the S&P 500 earnings yield now stands at around the 4% level so that's a good 60 basis points lower than the US 10-year yield and the valuations for the big technology stocks are off the roof right now because Microsoft's earnings yield is around 3% for example and Nvidia has an earnings yield of less than 1% it's around 0.85% but I know I know they do have this huge upside potential to offer to investors and that's where your risk tolerance makes a difference. Now last word for FX for today, the US dollar index remains offered at the 50-day moving average before the inflation data and could further extend losses with the sight of a sufficiently soft inflation report from the US, while the dollar-yen got sold on Monday's trading session, nearest 152 level. So there are different rumours out there regarding the nature of the sudden jump that we saw in the Japanese yen on Monday's trading session. It is said that it could be be a direct effects intervention from the authorities or it could be the result of options positioning. But but in both cases, selling the Japanese yen at the current levels means that you are taking the risk of a sudden reversal, a sudden jump in the Japanese yen. Either it's because of a softer US dollar overall or it is because of a direct intervention from the Japanese authorities. So this is all for today, I'm Ipekos Kardeşke and thank you for joining me. Thank you for all your beautiful and supportive feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you actually do enjoy them so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading